name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. I want to dive into a little known secret that will keep your business relevant and profitable. And that secret is inserting or injecting innovation at key times in your business. But first, I need to give you a cycle of a business or a business product or service so that you'll recognize when is a good time, the key time to inject some innovation. And you'll also learn why it's so important. So every one of you listening to this podcast has probably seen this cycle in action. You might not have recognized what was going on, but if you look at Blockbusters or Sears, for example, you'll notice that both failed because they got stuck in executing their business model and neglecting to inject some necessary innovation that would probably have kept them profitable and relevant in today's fast-paced and fast-changing culture. Now, you're going to be in one of the parts of this cycle right now, and this podcast will help you not only know when to eject innovation, but also encourage you to keep going. So let's get started. The first part of the cycle is what's called the dream stage. This is what experts call the unconscious incompetent stage, where you have an idea, you're excited about the idea, it's got some teeth to it, so you know you're going to do it but you have no idea how much you don't know, which is good because if you did, you probably wouldn't get started. Next, you go into what's called the distress stage. This is the conscious incompetent stage where you now know that you don't know what you're doing. And it can be overwhelming and cause a lot of doubt. You might ask questions like, will my idea work? Will I figure it out? Will people even want my product or service? The only thing that saves you here is that you've invested so much time into your dream that you can't quit. However, if you don't keep advancing and allow overwhelm to cause you to stop, your dream will die on the vine. And I remember that stage when I launched Genius Communication. I remember staying there and working for an entire year, but especially at a five-month period of developing my product, uh, which is an online course, and Later, I add some uh, services, but at the time, all I had was the curriculum I was developing. I had no idea that I'd be doing it in person as well as online. I just knew I was going to develop an online course, and that was my dream. That was where I was going. And so in the time of the distress stage, I realized I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know how to build an online course. I don't know what I need to build an online course. So I got some education. I began to get some skill. But then I entered into another part of the distress stage of, is this even going to work? Is anybody going to want my product? Is anybody going to want my service? Am I wasting my time? Am I going to spend all this time and all this money for nothing? So as you can imagine, the distress stage is just filled with pressure of not knowing what is going to happen. But the other thing that makes the distress stage so valuable is actually the emotional intelligence work you have to do. It forces you into an emotional intelligence boot camp and you get to see all those areas of ego, all those fears like fear of failure, all the perfectionism, all of that stuff. I even entered into a place where I kept researching and developing because I was too afraid to pull the trigger and actually launch. And so all of those things were the distress stage 
that required me to grow as a person and to develop my emotional intelligence, which later came to serve me very, very well. So if you survive the distress stage, you then go into what's called the development stage. So now you're entering what's called conscious competence, where you're figuring it out. There's still a lot of questions you might have, but you've definitely come out of the dark woods into a road well lit. You've got renewed hope. You know you can do it. You know you can make it profitable. You can make it work. So this is where, okay, now you've got your solid business uh, model, your solid product, your solid service. Man, you may not be able to talk solid, but at least you have those things. And now you're out there um, developing it. So you're uh, taking a few people through your stuff or you've sold a few pieces and you're getting the feedback that you need. Uh, You're fleshing it out. This is so important. I remember when I developed my course, uh, one of the best uh, things I learned from an audio book on innovation was it is crucial that you take your product or service, put it in the hands of real customers get their feedback, and see how they use it. So at this point, in my business example, I had developed my curriculum. I'd recorded all my videos for my course. I then selected a few people to take my course at a heavily discounted rate. And out of that came the most valuable feedback ever. In fact, it was so valuable that it um, allowed me to go ahead and re-record all of my curriculum, which I didn't necessarily want to do, but I realized I had to, and I was able to take it up another notch, which actually fast forward me several years. And it was just so important for that uh, development stage where you are fine tuning and fleshing out your product or service to make it excellent. Then you go into the third part, which is a demonstrate stage, which is called the unconscious competence. So now you're rocking it. You've arrived. Your business is profitable. You're starting to see your other dreams happen because your main dream was the first domino. Please pardon my dog barking. Life is good. You've sweat. You've cried. You've bled. You've wondered. And now all of those hard and dark times are producing results. You're actually making money doing what you dreamed. Now it's time to maintain. Well, wait a minute, is Us entrepreneurs wear many hats, but there are some hats that we don't want to wear and we don't want to know how to wear. And that's where Fiverr comes in. Fiverr puts the whole world of freelance talent at your fingertips for all kinds of things that we need done, like logo design, writing and translation, digital marketing, video and animation, music and audio, programming and tech, web design, and more. They even have lifestyle freelancers to help you with personal style, relationship coaching, health and fitness, and so much more. I recently used them to type the transcript of a video for me and was amazed at how fast and professional my freelancer was. You'll find high quality services at every price point. There's no hourly rates, just project-based pricing and your payments are protected. Go to SherryLovesFiverr.com and get started. That's Sherry with an I and Fiverr with two R's. Because maintaining minus innovation will lead to the fifth stage in the cycle, which is the one you do not want, and that's what's called the death stage. So the only direction from the demonstrate stage where you are down, you've got it down, you know what you're doing, is is down. 
Innovation is where you want, or here is where you want to inject some innovation. So innovation can be revamped. Uh, my goodness, I am having a rough time. Innovation is where you might revamp something. Like let's say you uh, refresh your website or maybe you build a completely new website. Maybe you uh, improve your product or create an entirely new product or you introduce a new service or an improved service. Really anything that introduces some new and some excitement is innovation. You see, the one thing, one of the main things that kept the greats who built America so successful was their ability to see what was coming and position themselves for it. They didn't fear the change and they thrived in getting ready for the change. In fact, it was almost a game of wits against change. Could they use the coming change, inject some innovation and position themselves for the next uh, phase in the economy and American life? So for example, I don't remember which one it was. Um, I don't think it was Vanderbilt, but maybe it was. But there was one of the greats that helped build this country. And there's a great series called The Men uh, Who Built America. And he was a big time steamboat uh, tycoon. But he saw uh, trains. He knew that things were going to the railroad. So what he did is he practically sold off all of his steamboat business in order to invest in railway. And because he saw that, because he is a pragmatist, he saw, or prognosticator, he saw what was coming. He was able to position himself when no one else saw it. And what was very interesting is the other guy who was uh, his main competitor, he did not see the change. Therefore, he did not make a shift. And he is actually not even remembered anymore. His name's not remembered. In fact, it's a sad story. I think he either drank himself to death or maybe committed suicide. So it's important that when you're at the height and you feel like you're now going to go into a maintaining, yes, you want to build, yes, you want to maintain, always keep that level of excellence, but you might ask yourself, is this a time to refresh? So let me give you an example of that. Um, I think it was last year. Yeah. So 2020. At the beginning of 2020, or maybe it was toward the end of uh, 2019, but I decided it was time to give my website some fresh, you know, a, a, a facelift. And I also wanted to take my branding to the next level. So I hired a local uh, photographer who specializes in branding and I had her come and do some pictures. It was so much fun. It was at my house. I don't like my picture being taken, but she made it a, just a wonderful experience. And so um, I get my brand photos done. And then based on those photos, I completely refresh and revamp my website. That simple act of innovation, introducing new brand photos, introducing um, a refreshed website, uh, tweaking it and tightening it has made me more money than anything else I've done. In fact, I would say I've anywhere from three to five times my income. Uh, I'd have to go look back at the numbers. Oh, sorry about that. That was my email. And so it can be something as small as that. Or again, maybe you have a product or service and people keep saying, man, I wish you did this. Or uh, they keep asking for a specific aspect of your service to be different. Well, when you do the exercise I'm about to give you, then what happens is you can introduce this innovation and it is like breathing fresh life into your business. But another thing it does is it helps you solve problems. So I want to now discuss the question of how do you know 
what new things to introduce. I can't specifically tell you that, especially if it's just refreshing versus solving a, a problem. But what I can give you is a great exercise to help you discover some innovative ideas. And I first learned about this from a friend who I think read about it or watched a video about it. And it was first used by Walt Disney, as far as I know, if I can remember what she told us correctly. So Walt Disney released a released movie Fantasia in 1940, and unfortunately it flopped in theaters because Disney was quite frankly ahead of his time. He designed the movie to be interactive. He went to theaters and he asked them to modify their theaters with some machinery to create smoke, lighting, and other things. And really it was ridiculous. I mean, if I was an owner of a theater, I would have said no too because I'm not going to completely redesign my theater for one movie. But that didn't stop Disney, and that's what also makes the greats greats. What he did is a what is and what if exercise where he created two columns. One column was, uh, uh, sorry, um, what is, and that what is was uh, the current th- theaters, what they were like. Um, you couldn't interact with the characters. You have to stay in your chair. You can't touch or interact with the scene, etc. So that was the what is. Then he put the what if. What if you could interact with the characters, the scene, and not just sit in your chairs? So he went through this exercise and the result was Walt Disney World. So out of limitation, out of restriction, Disney introduced innovation using this exercise and the happiest place in the world was created. Now, of course, your in, your innovation injection does not have to be as large. Uh, literally, you know, I in, revamped my website and I have um, made a lot more money. So it can be something that simple. But if you're needing some freshening or if you're in a death cycle where business has dropped, uh, that is a good indicator. Or if you see something coming and you know you can position yourself to take advantage of it, do this what is and what if exercise. Inject some innovation into your business. And P.S. You can do this for personal areas too. Romance, friendships, there's no limitations to innovation. You have a ton of stuff to do as a business owner. And sometimes it can be hard to know where to focus, to know how to take your business to the next level. I've developed an assessment that will help you do just that. The You Are Here Success Map. This simple, quick assessment reveals any hidden areas of danger so you don't end up a statistic. It's based on nine parts the successful businesses possess, and it will reveal your current condition as a starting point to help you map out a plan to strengthen your chances of success. And don't think success necessarily equals success. Sometimes an overnight has sunk a business. Anyone hear of Kate Middleton in her dress? So take this assessment and map out your plan. Go to sherryannwilson.com forward slash discover dash hidden dash week dash biz dash areas. And yes, I realize how ridiculous that URL is and I will be fixing that soon. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world.
Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?